You're listening to the Camarda Brothers plus the Antle and Rob on WER Wealth Education Radio. Better planning, better wealth, better wealth, better life. Tell your friends about the Camarda Wealth Ladies right here on this station. This show is recorded, but you have questions to be answered privately or on the air if you wish or want free reports or other educational materials. Uh, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. All right, folks, you are back with your Camarda Wealth Education Leaders on Wealth Education Radio. And uh, for our Jacksonville listeners, it's time to play Stump the Moose. And for our Tampa and across the Floridian, Floridian Peninsula from Gulf to Glittering Atlantic at a WWBA in the Tampa Bay area, uh, we will continue with Stump the Moose as uh, this is... Uh, uh, you will find it very amusing and informative, and uh, usually the moose is quite sure-footed, actually, and doesn't actually stumble. But let's see. Uh, let's see, Rob. Number, th- um, uh, we'll just call this number one slash three. <laughs> is this about a bond ladder? Huh? Oh, no, please. Uh, we're, we're done with bond ladders for this you know, week. The, Rob. Thing, the thing you got to remember is four-footed creatures should stay off a ladder. It's very dangerous, <laughs> Rob. Very dangerous. All right, so number three, Rob, to control life insurance costs, you, oh, moose, or, you know, wise moose, blessed moose, you prefer to use cash value life insurance policies to match the death benefit to the need and term to the income stream, or to use companies with familiar quality brands that have nice, colorful commercials. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I know which one I choose. Oh, the moose, the moose grunts. Ooh, you're supposed to go. Can you make like a, uh, a bullwinkle noise when you do that? Uh, I guess <laughs> I, I go. Take that carrot away I guess. <laughs> I guess. You sound like you're in a Japanese toy. Well, actually, when he's talking about the four legs, four, four-legged things, I was talk, thinking about the algebra question my daughter gave me yesterday with how many legs... The combination of goats and chickens you have to have to have 74 legs. It sounds like she was looking in her backyard, Rob, and I'm sure that <laughs> essentially, were they playing essentially. A, were they playing a game of Twister? Well, I have chickens and yeah, I have course, goats. Because our so. listeners don't know that you live up in a green acres existence on the north side of Jacksonville, Florida, but they probably have only passing interest in that. So to get yes. back to the question, yeah, I think to I control life be. insurance costs, you prefer to use cows and chickens, to use cash value policies to match the death benefit to the need and term to the income stream or to use companies with familiar quality brands with lovely pictures of couples on the beach walking into the sunsets on their ads. I'd like to go with B, but add the pictures. You know, add the pictures? Companies. Yeah, the, the, they're the same companies. I see that you and a pink moose staggering into the <laughs> tropical <laughs> water, shimmering Actually, like bronze. I, I thought sunset. I saw Rob with that one on the beach with the lady there. Right, so uh, we'll the one with the white-haired guy with the smile that you see in all the brochures. Right, we're, 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 we're wandering so far afield now. I'm sorry. So anyway, to control life insurance costs, you prefer was it be match the death benefit, the need and term to the income stream? Yes. Tell us why that is. What do we actually mean by that? Well, I think for the... Insurance is generally designed to, you know, replace income. That's how it's most typically used for most of the most people. There are other applications, but at the end of the day, if I'm making a hundred thousand a year and I'm the sole breadwinner, my family's relying on that income for a certain period of time, and it only really makes sense to insure that income for as long as that income would normally last, which is generally till retirement. So you want to replace the income stream. If Papa Moose dies, he's yep. making a hundred thousand dollars a year, and Papa Moose life expectancy may you live for a thousand years, Rob. But we'll say it's thirty years, mm-hmm. right? So you want to have enough money to cover 
100 grand a year for 30 years, you know, that of your working lifetime. Now with increases in inflation right. and some other, you know, it gets more complicated than that. But that's the basic premise. Uh, you want to be able to replace that 100 grand a year for 30 years, right? That's correct. And, and that would be $3 million in this case, something like that. Yeah, and, and, you know, if you're in good health, you can get very competitive term life insurance rates for up to 30 years depending on your age. Yeah, and we're not selling any life insurance here, folks. Our, our business is overwhelmingly money management. But, you know, we bring in the, the question is here because so often in practice we see people have the wrong kind of insurance. They may, they may retire and not need life insurance anymore. We see that a lot. But more frequently, and maybe this would be a good time for your story about the, the Table 3 person, uh, without getting too specific because it's a real client story as all of us are, um, where we have folks we see that have really expensive cash value life insurance, uh, universal life, whole life, variable universal life, stuff like that, that are sold as a tax-advantaged investment, with which I have significant issue, by the way, that characterization. But the important thing is they're paying a lot of money, but are they getting the insurance they need, Rob? Well, in this particular instance, this client and, makes... And, and typically they don't. Usually they, this, this you know, client might need $3 million, but they have a $300,000 whole life policy mm-hmm. because that's all they could afford. And you, because the commissions typically are so much higher on cash value policies, the, the bias of the agent may be to sell what they make more money and what's best for the client. Anyway, so to, to, well, to get back it, to the client. And we see this a lot. I mean, very often we have some people who are making really good incomes, but they are dramatically underinsured. And, they, in, and in, in, in many cases they have been sold. A permanent life insurance contract, maybe more than one, and they're spending considerable amount of money on that. Now, the first thing that I always look for was, did they get the best product they could at the time? Some companies have more than one product, and, and they don't owe, and the agent may not necessarily recommend the product that is most, most suitable for the client as opposed to one that's more profitable to the agent, and the client doesn't know it no better. In this particular case, I said, did they tell you about how they could have designed this policy a little bit differently so that your cash value would grow a lot more or that you'd have more cash value in the early years? They said, no, we never knew about that. Well, they could have designed well, okay. that. Why do you think that happens, Rob? Well, they, they designed it based on something called target premium, which so, is I mean, why, why does that happen? More commission in yeah. the so agent's actually, pocket. So actually, you're a Jewish fellow, I think, right? Do you remember that, uh, that show, Fiddle on the Roof? Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a song that went something like, commission, commission? <laughs> if I was a rich man. Yes. And uh, so it was very disturbing to me, and I knew the agent who actually wrote the policy, that he didn't put the client's interest first. So, uh, you know, we recommended that they try to get a, a different type of policy and get coverage that truly would cover the family and protect them in case this person died prematurely because they did generate significant income. And they had some significant debts that have to be covered if something happened to this person. Yeah, and this this factor. So, again, the, just to, getting back to, the, to simplify, they had uh, – they needed a lot of insurance on the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably five, ten times the amount of insurance they already had that was misspecified. Yeah. And sadly, when they got the insurance the first time, the individual who's a physician was quite healthy and got great rates, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're struggling with the fact that the medical situation has changed, so they're having to pay a lot more, right, because oh, of, of some, some health issues that have come up, unfortunately. And still, is it cheaper for them to go with the, the higher, the, the rated term, you know, the, 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 the higher cost in the, the medical situation term than keeping the old policy? Uh, yes. Uh, I can basically replace the amount of coverage uh, 
uh, I can get five times the amount of coverage for about what they're paying now, even though the, uh, this person is significantly rated. Uh, and, and this is something that this person didn't realize. These issues had come up in probably the, the last issues. nine months. Yeah, And, and, and being a fish, physician, which is, you know, uh, um, the, especially telling. But, you know, the real tragedy is had that insurance been properly designed in the first place, it'd be tons cheaper. They wouldn't have to pay the extra premium because of the, uh, the poor health conditions that have arisen. Uh, they would have got it at a younger age. They would have had much, much better insurance coverage. And now we're really having to, uh, to patch together a remedy, which is less than optimal, but still far better than a sinkhole that the premiums are going to now. Right. And, you know, one of the things we find is uh, a lot of people don't regularly go to the doctor. And, you know, they don't go because, you know, nothing's wrong to precipitate them to or they go. Or they don't want to know. Or they don't want to know. But let me tell you, sometimes the insurance exam or the blood work or, the, you know, the labs, they're sometimes the first thing that tells somebody they got a problem that they didn't know about. Good moose. Now it's time to say, play, play stump my smarter brother. So, Johnny. <laughs> All right, this question's for you, Johnny. You ready? You got your game on? Okay. Huh? To control invest, put me in, coach, to control huh? investment costs, you use mutual funds, use a no-fee advisor at a bank, insurance company, or brokerage house, a no-fee advisor, or use individual stocks. What say you, Jonathan Camarda? Mm, that second one sounds awfully alluring, but I'm going to have to go with number three. Number three! Hey! Yeah, I have to receive. It's not number three. It's it, C. No, I'm sorry. I got that from Rob. Use individual stocks. Tell us. I'm sure that, you know, don't use the entire six minutes that are remaining, but give us, you know, a quick synopsis. Not, not synapse. Synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's Sugar cheaper. Snaps. I'm hungry now. Keep those synapses flying and snapping. Snap, crackle, pop. What's up, Johnny? We're down to five minutes. Well, individual <laughs> equities, <laughs> as the air slowly leaks out of the tire, uh, yeah, where individual equities certainly have no holding costs. So that's the great thing about them. And no management that's costs, really. Right, it, absolutely. So the, really, the bulk of what you pay for someone who manages your individual stocks is what you should be paying for, their advice. As opposed to just so if we have individuals, so for a mutual fund or an ETF or, God forbid, a variable annuity or other really expensive convoluted products, all have layers, you know, many layers sometimes of management fees on top of the transaction cost to buy and sell the stocks, right? So if we have a mutual fund that you pay 1% a year on, pretty typical, I don't want to use any brand names, but, you know, 6% blowed, you know, front-end commission to the broker that sells it to you, then a 1% annual fee, you're paying 1% a year to the mutual fund company to make the investment decisions. And then if you have an advisor, you're paying money to the advisor on top of that. That where you're going, Johnny? Yeah, you'll typically see that with what they call C-shares, folks, not C-shells. C-shares where 1% goes to the mutual fund and 1% goes to your friendly advisor at the bank. So, so in, that, in that case, it might be 2% a year, right? You have the underlying mutual fund cost and then you have That's the, what I'm saying. the trail commission. Absolutely. So again, in, in many, many ways, individual stocks are... Much, much cheaper. And I think that we're probably going to uh, have this next question for our resident retirement expert. In training, uh, was that retirement income security specialist? What that stand for, dear? The answer is B. Uh, well, actually, it's, oh, it's C or the longest answer. Oh, okay. Sorry. Risky um, business. Yes, there, there, was a, there was a question there, you know, uh, 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 Krispy Kreme. I did. You um, caught me when I was dazing out. Um, glazing. <laughs> to enhance retirement security, Sonia. Be serious for once. To enhance retirement security, you invest a majority of retirement funds in stocks. You safe investments like bonds and bank accounts and bond ladders or rely on social security. To enhance retirement security, you would say? 
A. A. And it was Stocks. a rather emphatic A, Sadia. Yes. Why say you A? Um, because that's what the research says. And, um, and we just <laughs> blind and follow the we research. We just do it. We don't need to understand it. We just do it, right? <laughs> we just want to do it. <laughs> do I... Do you, do you need Jonathan to explain your that honor, yes, uh, your, honor, you? your Honor, can we see you in your chambers, please? <laughs> um, no, actually, just um, over time, um, equities um, tend to give you the better results over a longer period of time. And retirement these days are much, is much longer than it has been in the past. And so we want to make sure that you have the income that you need to actually enjoy retirement. Yeah, it's kind of counterintuitive, but you know, the risk of, uh, of, of, of loss due to inflation... You know, over longer periods of time, by keeping it in guaranteed investments like annuities or CDs or banks or even even bond ladders, um, the risk of, of erosion of capital and actual loss is higher in those situations than investing in stocks. Stocks are more volatile; they bounce around much, but it, the the probability of gain is actually higher than using these ostensibly uh, the safer investments, which really are not. I see a, a, a wrinkle across your broad nose there, Mr. Moose, and your antlers rattling a little bit. Did you care to opine? Well, I think... Just say think, no, and we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't had enough abuse this segment. So. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, say after the break, it's time for another session of Abuse the Moose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had a plan to take on No, no, the only thing that I was thinking about was, you know, you, you want to make sure that they have sufficient time, I think, you know, just because if they need to get at the money, there is the potential for volatility. But if you have a well-diversified portfolio um, and you have some income coming off of those securities, I, I guess you're in pretty good shape. Well, I think it's important to remember. I mean, we've historically said, you know, if you have 30 working years ahead of you, mm -hmm. that you can afford to take a little more risk, so to speak, and be in more equities. And the closer you get, that's going to evolve because you're going into retirement. But you're not going to retire and need all of your money at once. You may still have 20, 30, or 40 years of retirement ahead of you, and you need to make sure that that money lasts. So correction, shemanection, right? If the market drops down, it's not like you have to sell everything during the correction in order to eat. Right. You might, you know, just, just a small amount for your income, but you still have 30 years left. That money's going to work and bounce back and, and recover for you. Yeah, I think the biggest mistake a lot of advisors and, and the culture has created is is that retirement has been looked at as game over as opposed to halftime. In other words, you still Very got well yeah. when you retire, wow. you still got more game to play. Well, that Girl. is really that's terribly insightful, Jonathan. Over I got it from, I got it from to a figure booth, out what booth, that means. I got it from a booth professor. However, in the next Actually, uh, it was the lunch lady. Folks, this is the segment that you've all been waiting for. It's time when cousin Vito Camada will grace these airwaves with his presence and his palatably of guests, often including cousin Arnold Camada and uh, who knows who he's got in the wagon today. So stay with your Camada Wealth Education leaders and remember folks, you only have 5 minutes left. To order your your free copy of our brand spanking new third edition of the nine biggest dangers facing today's investor and how to avoid them, as you've seen in our full page ads, call us at eight 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 C A M A R D A eight 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 Camarda. Stay with us. Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free, folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements, and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. 
At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and other ways we can think that you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A. 888-CAMARDA to set up your free portfolio review now. Folks, you're back. This is the time that you've all been waiting for, the most coveted time on the Kamada Wealth Education Radio Comedy Slash Education Hour, the time when Cousin Vito Kamada introduces our mystery guests. Cousin Vito, are you there? Absolutely, I'm here. I'm feeling Who do you have with you today, I oh dear cousin? I have a cast of characters here. Yeah. Hey, you got a cast of characters? You mean besides us, right? Absolutely. <laughs> these guys, yeah, absolutely. These guys are a refreshing change. Um, anyway, we're going to bring in uh, cousin Tony, and uh, he hasn't been here in a while. He feels a little jaded. Is he, is he here? You got him here. I appreciate that. Uh, Godfather, that's very kind of you. Yo, Tone, hey, Skip. I want to focus skip. on my problem, so I want to get right to the action here. Well, they get off the couch. So, uh, so what's going on there? Uh, I got a you? question for you. I got a question for you, Tone. Yeah, what's up there? You know, I've been trumpeting foreign stocks. That's me, Jeff. I want to be a doctor. I've been trumpeting yeah. foreign stocks uh, for quite some time now, um, the, the push in a year. Tell me, in your view, what's the current trend after our recent pause on the past few weeks? I don't mean moose paws, I mean the timely paws. Yeah, sure, we, we got to start, but we got to look at the EFI, Jeff. That's the, uh, for, for Rob's is edification. That, is, that, is that one of your girlfriends, Tony? Yeah, absolutely. She's the one that worked at the Mercedes dealership. <laughs> you remember her? European, Australasia, Far East Index. Rob does. <laughs> no, I'm sure I'm going a little. And how? Sorry, I'm going a little, I'm going a little on the dice. What are we there. up in the, uh, oh, the reservation now? Good. Anyway, so anyway, just uh, answer the question, Tony. Uh, yeah, well, you know, looking at the EFI index, the European Australasia Far East index, is that 50 up, telling me what that was, uh, hitting a 10-month high. <laughs> this is a good omen for the U.S. because even though Jeff says it's overvalued in some ways, that's true, it still can drag on the coattails of the Europe, Europe and uh, foreign, uh, foreign market strength. So you've seen some super hyper-correlation, not easy for me to say, uh, in global equities. So Sounds you, like a Mary Poppins doing. When you look at the confluence of uh, the weakening dollar... Uh, you know, essentially, and you've seen some of these foreign ETFs certainly have, uh, have broke out. Now, finally, when you look at the bond yield pullback, it certainly has helped stock prices as well. Now, we'll have to see if that's a temporary adjustment or if that's going to continue. You're so proud. Of you. you're, you're a lot more intelligent than you sound. You know that? Absolutely. It's, it's that cryogenic deal. You know what I'm saying? As we move to the domestic picture. Everyone, As we move to the domestic picture, hey, we, we have a domestic around everyone here. Everyone should try a cryo. Okay, well, we focus on the S&P 100, which is essentially the largest 100 uh, uh, companies in the United States. They're showing signs of a bullish breakout. They're hitting higher highs and higher lows, which is bullish. Just take my word for it. Now, one of the changes since early <laughs> April has been outperformance of larger companies over smaller caps, which has been a reverse from uh, October's uh, to early spring trend. So uh, that's one thing to keep an eye on uh, as we kind of move through. Now I'm going to hand it off uh, to, uh, to, my buddy, uh, to my buddy Chris, a regular guest here. So give a little respect to Chris. All right, Chris. Hey, come on. Thank you, Todd. It's so good to be here. A lot more fun than that Letterman stuff. <laughs> anyway, look, that great segue to small caps. I don't know why they gave me this line. Regaining their bullish footing after taking essentially the month of April off. Come on. The latest move to the upside confirms the current multi-month trend is up. Pullback was just a corrective move within an uptrend until proven otherwise. 
Each of the recent pullbacks have hit lows since mid-14 December. That was right around Christmas there, Rob, and maintained a faithful diagonal trend to the upside. What else you got? Okay, uh, my question is, Have um, what have been the strongest sectors this year, and what do you see mid-year uh, moves to the upside? Right. Uh, sorry, I can't. I really don't know anything about that, but my buddy Jude <laughs> Law does. Well, I appreciate that. Meanwhile, listen, Sonia, it's good to see you. Uh, the you strongest too. sectors year to date have been healthcare. You know, think biotechs, materials, technology, and cyclicals. You know, why just have one when you can have a few? Uh, worth noting is the potential breakouts in financials, industrials, and technology. And that's kind of been a trend for a little while now. You know, furthermore, you know, kind of on a more depressing note, but perhaps a little bit of a rebound recently is oil. You know, despite its weak start, it's definitely had a bounce recently with the euro strength and the dollar weakness. But with the euro bounce right now since mid-April, it's hit a major resistance zone. So we'll have to see if oil rescinds back to its prior downtrend. Good. And in the uh, 20 seconds remaining to you, Johnny, get any other uh, comments on the market before we uh, wish our folks a happy, happy, happy uh, week till next time? No, but all of your gold and silver bugs, I've told you before, we're having a bounce with the dollar week a little <laughs> bit. Don't buy in. China and India are the biggest investors in gold, and Chinese are opening up more brokerage accounts than history, taking money away from gold, but there's always Indian weddings. <laughs> Thank you, cousin Arnold. Uh, for that illuminating uh, um, advice. Folks, you survived yet another week of Gone to Wealth Education Ready. We'll see you next week. And remember, in the final 10 seconds, get your copy of our brand new free report, The Nine Biggest Dangers Facing Today's Investor and How to Avoid Them. Call us at 800-262-1083. See ya, metaphorically speaking, next week. You've invested yet another hour in Camarda's Wealth Education Radio, your one source for sublime insight on all things financial. As Ben Franklin said, pour the coins from your purse into your mind, and your mind will fill your purse with gold. Remember the Camarda Wealth Leaders' warm offer of a complimentary review of your investments portfolio. That's a free analysis from the financial team with almost more letters than in the entire alphabet, an offer that makes old Ben smile even now. To get yours before we change our minds, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call now before we run out. That's it for this week, folks. Go forth and profit. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and may not reflect the opinions of the advertisers or broadcaster. Performance results are presented net of fees and reflect the reinvestment of dividends and capital gains. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that future performance of any specific investment or strategy will be profitable or equal to past performance levels. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Changes in investment strategies, contributions, withdrawals, and or economic conditions may materially alter the performance of your portfolio. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk. There can be no assurance any specific investment strategy will be suitable or profitable for any client's investment portfolio. Historical results for investment indexes or categories generally do not reflect the deduction of transaction fees or custodial charges or an investment manager's fees, the presence of which could reduce the client's actual performance results. There are no assurances that a portfolio will match or outperform a particular benchmark. Asset allocation and diversification do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. Back testing involves a hypothetical reconstruction based on past market data of which the performance of a particular account would have been if the advisor had been managing an account using a particular investment strategy. Performance results presented do not represent actual trading using client assets, but were achieved through the retroactive application of a model that was designed with the benefit of hindsight. Back tested performance results have inherent limitations, particularly that these results do not represent actual trading and do not reflect the impact. 
impact of material market or economic conditions or factors that may influence the advisor's decision-making if the advisor were actually managing the client's money. Back-tested results should not be viewed as indicative of the advisor's skill, as they do not reflect the results achieved by any particular client of the advisor. Barron's rankings are survey-based and not made as a result of primary research by Barron's, but from information provided by ranked advisors. It should not be assumed that all advisor-based data is checked by Barron's.